I'm Carlo, Carlo Pietro Sanfilippo, and this is my podcast. With this project, I want to explore the means, methods, tools, and examples of living on purpose, living the life we want, doing the things that light us up, things that make us feel like we're alive, growing, making a difference, and enjoying the process along the way. Welcome to It's the Journey. Hello, friends, and welcome back to It's the Journey. Thank you so much for joining me. Before we dive back in, I want to say thank you for your kind feedback, the likes and shares and follows and the reviews, not only for It's the Journey, but also for my book. So as a new author, these things are really, really important and make a huge difference. So thank you. And don't be afraid to spread the word, say a kind thing, do a review, like, share, subscribe, all the things. So now I want to introduce you to and explore the journey of my dear friend, Jill Duncan. Jill lives with a beautiful combination of mind, heart, and soul. She's funny, smart, driven, fun-loving, talented, focused, positive, supportive, professional, brave, and just a bright, beautiful soul. So professionally, Jill is the owner and an organic farm her at Loving Roots Urban Farm and also owns and operates Wellness by Jill, which focuses on body work. So we'll dive into what all that means in just a minute. Um, Jill has cool, fun stories and it's just a delight. So with all that, let's meet Jill. Hi, Carlo. Hey, thanks, Jill. Thank you so much for having me today. And thanks for all the kind words. I uh, kind of want to cry already. So <laughs> <laughs> I tend to do that. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, you've been an important part of my journey. Thank you. And I had, to, I had to look on Facebook to see like, well, how long have I known Jill? Yeah. And it told me since 2013. Okay, yeah. It's so yeah. like almost eight years. Nine, eight or nine, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I was like, I was trying to think, well, how I, I reached out to you because I saw that you taught yoga. Right. And we started doing like private classes in right. Tower Grove Park. Yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah, I do uh, body work and right. you help me through a lot of aches and pains, including like a nearly frozen shoulder. Oh, right, right. I forgot about that one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't because I'm grateful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you do, you do cool things and you inspire me. And especially now when so many people are feeling stuck, a year of stuck in their house. And yeah. even if even people I know that are working and their income hasn't been affected, they're just right. frustrated and stuck. Right. And... You inspire me because you're you'll just you do you just do things. <laughs> and you got a plan and you mm-hmm. take action and you do it. And so, right. uh, let's talk about what you do mm-hmm. and how you got there. Okay, I'd love to. So yeah, so I don't know if you, where you want to start. You want to sure. start. Well, sure. You t- you 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 just run with it. Right, right. Well, um, I like what you said about this last year and people being stuck. And um, I. I too have felt that way in certain situations this last year, but I would say overall, I felt so much momentum this past year um, and felt like really blessed to be starting a new project that seemed to be like the universe was like rooting for me big time. And I think it, um, I think this quote unquote project, which is my new business we'll talk about, was really an answer to a lot of people's um, 
feeling of being stuck. It was mm-hmm. like one of the things is like, where am I going to get my food? And I just happened to show up at that time. Yeah. Yeah. What a basic, beautiful thing too. Right, and, right. And just b- before we move on, yeah, you know, your, your, the things that you make are just beautiful and delicious. And I've made my absolute favorite salads and some yeah. of my favorite meals with your stuff. Thank you, so, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm missing those right now. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. So, um, so yeah, you tell me what we want to, we want to start with loving roots and go backwards or, mm. or start with what drove you mm. into some of your wellness. Yeah. Let's drive. Let's go from more of the beginning up to now. Perfect. That feels better. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. do that. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was, I was, I thought of a little bit about this this morning because I thought, well, it's probably going to be about my life journey, right? And it, um, I connected to you and your book where it was like this idea that we grow so much from pain or a place of suffering or struggling or whatever, and then when we can get our heads out of that and we connect into the heart, that's like where things just start to fly. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I was um, sick and I was in college with this like unknown illness at the time. And I felt like within three months, my life went from, oh, I'm perfect and happy to like, I can't get out of bed. And it happened really fast. And we don't really have to go down that specific journey, except that a deep place of pain physically which led, led to mental pain and emotional pain, um, really was like the catapult to my next 24-year journey wow. and where I'm at now. So um, at that time, I was sick. I couldn't get answers. And it felt like I was trying to figure out what was going on conventionally with my body, but there were like no answers. And so I was like, well, that's not working and I have to get better. So I just began this exploration of anything I could research, get my hands on and try that was different and outside of the box. And um, that eventually led me to um, studying yoga, practicing yoga and really integrating that into my life, um, which led me to this beautiful bodywork career and fixing bodies, which also fix minds and hearts at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and into, um, at one time cooking for people. I mean, really anything that I could connect to that felt health related and life affirming, um, became part of my passion. Yeah. Which eventually led me to organic farming and where I'm at today. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that's kind of like the overall (laughs) arching thing is that like I was sick Mm -hmm. and I had to figure this out and I wasn't going to let this like feeling of sickness in my body just pull me down. And instead it was like the light of my life mm-hmm. and I'm still going on that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that inspires me about you. And you look at different people in different situations is, you know, you know, when you, when you come across an obstacle, it's, it's natural to, to feel maybe sad or angry or frustrated. Yeah. Um, mm. And then sometimes we're able to just to fight it. Or make a decision like I'm going. You're like and for you is like I decided I'm gonna I'm gonna figure this out, mm-hmm. and you persisted, right? Right? And yeah. Um, so you obviously went to college for mm. for body work and farming, right? No. <laughs> uh, oddly enough, um, my degree is in statistics, so I have a very logical kind of analytic side to me, and. Um, 
right out of college, I was working at WashU, actually working on the Human Genome Project, had a really amazing um, job right out of school. And a couple years in, I mean, literally I'm sitting at my desk doing data work and I get this email, bing. And it was like in my personal email. And I was like, I'm gonna check that real quick. And it was about this art form called Thai massage. And um, I saw that email and I was like, this is really fascinating. I went home that night and found everything I could about Thai massage because this is how I do it. It's all in. Yep. <laughs> and by the next day, I decided I was going to study Thai massage. I went straight to my boss and I said, I need to learn about this ancient art. And he literally let me go on a sabbatical my second year working there. And I went and did this big, long study into Thai massage, and I came back, started my own business, and left WashU School <laughs> of Medicine. And at that point, like, really went from this um, mind-centered life down, like, right into the heart. And mm -hmm. I feel like I've been traveling on that ever since. Yeah. And I, I, I love that about you is that, yeah, I knew you had a background in <laughs> science and math, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, but you, so you've got this <clears throat> logical pragmatic, data-driven side of you. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't know that, you also have this heart, yeah. love-filled, spiritual side right. that yeah. th th there's a balance there that's really For beautiful sure. and cool. For sure. Um, and I continue to work on that balance. You know, It's a continual practice because mm -hmm. you can find yourself in one place too much or the other place even too much. And yeah. It's uh, finding that equilibrium. So, yeah, yeah. and I, lo I love that you said that because I've wrote about that in my book. But then it, there's this idea that we can become awakened or enlightened, and it's and you're done, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, no. And it's a continuum. Yeah. As a species, as individuals, right. it's yeah. a continuum that mm -hmm. ends when we check out, right? And whatever happens after that, right? 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 Um, mm -hmm. So you talked about this decision point. Of of leaving WashU and the Human Genome Project, mm -hmm. which is, I mean that's that's historic. That that project cool. is historical. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. like the impact right. that that's going to have, and it's awesome that you were a part of that. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about so you you where this skill comes from mm. for, with you of when you know like I'm going to do this, and then having the strength and encouraged yeah. to to say yes and do that. Right, right. I don't know where that started in my life. I actually think back on this quite often. Where did this come from? And um, just kind of this this driven, like, I know I can do this. Where does that come from? I The first, like, inklings of it, I think, um, or from my mom, she really taught me, like, live outside the box and follow your dreams and and go for it. And I'm going to and she supported me in that every time I came up with one of these ideas that seemed like wait, Thai massage or like <laughs> you know, you're quitting this to do or you know. Um I think it started with just watching her and she was a role model of mine and also really feeling her support. I think that was like the first inklings. Uh -huh. Um my I don't know if you know much about the Enneagram um, but a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I wouldn't call it a personality test, but it's, we tend to fall into these categories of like how we live our life and how we show up in the world. And I'm told by people that I'm a one, and this is like purpose driven. Like you're setting yourself up like in every way you know how to fulfill a purpose and action 
a service for me. It's usually a service. Um, and you're going to do everything you can to make sure you're setting yourself up for success, not only for you, but for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And so I tend to fall into that category. And so you ask, you know, where does this come from? I don't know. It feels innate. Mm-hmm. It feels in my in my bones and in my blood. And I don't really have another choice. Like I have to set up for success. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how else to do it. Well, what's yeah. cool, because I... I there's also something, the Colby. Have you ever seen Colby. the Colby? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's something called a fact finder and then uh-huh. quick start. Uh-huh. And I scored like equally high on both of those okay. compared to the other ones. Uh-huh. And so I think you have some of those skills too where quick the, the, the fact finder is before you'll do something, you have to have enough data and information. Oh, yeah. And you, don't, you didn't just launch into being a farmer. No. <laughs> and I, I know, we'll talk about that, but yeah. I know all the work in... Yeah. in in training and education and information so you consumed before mm. you did that. Yes. Um, but then some people can get into that um, analysis paralysis part too. Yes. And then they're scared to say yes or right. scared to take action or but what if and then yes. then they get into the, all the what ifs I fail or whatever. So yes. um, you have a, a good combination of those two things. Right. Which is what, you, you know, you're not afraid to take a chance and you also do your homework. That is so true. <laughs> I, I I wholeheartedly see that in myself. And with farming in particular, it's like, when do you think you know enough? I mean, it is endless, right? Yeah. And all of my mentors told me, Jill, at some point, you just take the leap of faith. And I, I created this timeline for myself and it felt good and I felt ready. And I was like, I got nothing to lose. I got to do this, yeah. you know? Yeah. So cool. And then it, not only it's like, it's not all. It's not only all the things you know and your skill set. You've got Mother Nature, right? <laughs> throwing curveballs all the time. Oh, all the time. It's going to be Every cold. Day. It's going to be rainy. Every it's going to be bu- yeah. bugs or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, I like problem solving. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you don't like. Uh, you're good with um, uh, variety. Right, variety, yeah. and I like um, with farming in particular. You have to be able to foresee every problem. Like you have to be able to foresee every problem that could possibly happen mm-hmm. and have like an initial, like this is what I would do, but you also can't be stuck with what you would do. You can't be stuck on this is what I would do because you don't know if that's actually going to work until mm-hmm. you try it. And so it's this constant game of resilience. Yeah. It's, as you're <laughs> describing that and I'm thinking about you out on the farm and like giving mm-hmm. your Jill look at something <laughs> like <laughs> of determination. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me, it's exactly how you approach your body work. Yeah, yeah. Like I, uh, I mean, I had this I frozen shoulder, and right. I'd been to the doctor, and they I'd go in and for my my ten or fifteen minutes of work because right. like that's how much time you, you get. Yeah. And they're like, well, if we don't get past this, you might have to get you know surgery or right. put you under to like force it open or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and I went to see you, and I remember you just the 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 amount of an that was a very that was a very specific tough problem. Yes. And you put a lot of energy and thought into diagnosing and figuring out what yeah. it was and why and Right. So I could see you doing that with like a <laughs> like yeah. a a mite or whatever, aphid infestation yeah. or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very true. I know just the thing. Yes. Yes, very true. And so and then another underlying thing I think that that, that connects all those is this entrepreneurial spirit and mm-hmm. so not only did you have to understand, you know, 
all the different things you've done, you know, cooking and nutrition and yoga and now body work and then farming. Yeah. But underlying all that was an entrepreneurial business owner yeah. skill set, which yeah. is different than all those. Right, right. Yeah. And I didn't even recognize that that was in me. I, I just started businesses and didn't really realize like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Like, I don't, I don't see myself as that. Uh-huh. But it just shows up. And it's interesting you bring this up because I was with some family last night or sitting around the fire and we were laughing about how almost every person on this side of the family is an entrepreneur because we don't want anyone to tell us what to do. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to be micromanaged. Mm -hmm. But I guess what's shown up for me is just to fulfill this innate purpose, this this action that I want to provide to the world. I guess I feel I have to have my hand in all of it. Mm-hmm. not someone telling me how to do it and then I go do it. It's like I have to project it out into the world from my own, from from within me, which mm-hmm. feels like an entrepreneur, I guess. I don't know. Definitely. Yeah. Well, and then also, so, because I, I, I fight that too. Like, I don't want to be told I have to do this because. Right. Like, that's yeah. the rule or that's yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah. But then... The 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 flip side of that coin is you have to be okay making mistakes and yes. you have to be okay like knowing it's up to you. Like all every <sighs> single decision of yeah. money spent it's and time spent is it's mm-hmm. all but you get paid for your results. Right. It's, it's a very a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Um you're right. I tend to like very small business structure. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have a lot of employees to manage and I, I do think um, that leads to me like taking on every part of every business. That's a little challenging, but that's why I tend to keep the business small, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like, keep it simple. Like the more simple the business, the better for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like I don't want to grow huge. This is a good point, actually. My bodywork practice, I was moving towards like, I'm a mentor for a lot of bodywork students. I teach courses. Um, people come to me to learn. And I was working towards having this um, kind of clinic where I was, I had, you know, my students working there and I would send them people to work on that I felt like they would do a good job with individual, you know, person and client that came in the door. And then I pulled back because I was like, that's going to create a lot more complexity in my life. And it feels a little self-centered, but at the same time, like for me to do really good work in the world, I need balance. I need um, focus. I need like self-care. And I feel like the more complicated I make a business, the less I have to focus on like what keeps me centered. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with farming. Like I'm farming on an eighth of an acre. It's a very small plot, but I know how to like rein this in and do the best I can on an eighth of an acre. And I don't want to grow huge on 10 acres. Like I know what I can do on a small plot of land. And I know, I feel like that's where I'm going to succeed, stay simple, provide the best product I can to this, a number of people. I know I can't feed the world on an eighth of an acre, but if I can teach other people to do it, maybe like yeah. they come on my land and they start learning from me. I'm an educator by just by nature. Uh-huh. I would rather see people learning from me and then going out and doing it. Like I want to be the model for other people. I don't want to, grow on thousands of acres. I want people to learn how to do this and take it from here. Yeah. So keep it simple for that, me. <laughs> right. That's 
That's so, and that's that's another example. Like you know, you know what you know what you want, and you know what feels right. Right. And you're not going to sacrifice that. No. And <laughs> my in my business, uh, my other my other my day job. Yeah. <laughs> so I was in a I was in a organization for a while called uh, EO Entrepreneurs Organization. Okay. And all of it was all about grow, 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 grow. Right. And I looked at their I looked at my business model and how I wanted to live my life. And I'm like, you know, if I focus on a small number of people and do a really good job, yes. I can then have the free time to do the things I want in life. And right. why why would I want why do I want to keep working as hard forever? Right. It, it's not about even hard work. It's just about does, will that will that bring more happiness? Right. You know? And so yeah. no know, knowing that, like mm-hmm. and I my example on that was my um my stepdad went to, he was an engineer mm-hmm. at McDonnell Douglas and was really good at an engineer and strong introvert scientist kind of person. Mm-hmm. And so then they made him manager right. and he hated people, Yeah, but yeah. he made more money. Right. And so the last, I don't know if it's 15 years of his career, he hated it. Yep, He hated it. And I, in high school, I was sitting at the table with him one day and he looked up to me and said something like 475 more days. Whoa. And I was 16 or 17. I'm like, till what? He's like, till I retire. Yeah, that left an impact on you. He put his head mm-hmm. back down right in breakfast. Mm-hmm. He's counting the days down like a prison sentence. Yeah. yeah. So good for you yeah. because a lot of, so people get, we get caught up. Even if we start off on something we're passionate about that, that brings us joy, mm-hmm. then we get caught up on the things we think we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And you don't do that. Right. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay, so then the the common thread with all this was an entrepreneurial thread with all that, and then health and wellness. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I didn't know that about you about about teaching, which is yeah. so cool. Sometimes yeah. people will get, they'll get so um, they're proud of what they're doing and they're exciting, but then they have this um, mindset of maybe scarcity, mm-hmm. and they're so afraid of like, well, I've got this, and you have it. You have a right. you make amazing produce and. Yeah. And want, grow wonderful things. And sometimes people get scared of like, well, if other people do it, then there won't be enough customers right. for me. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And then they keep it secret. <laughs> I love I love that you brought that up because I live in the world of abundance instead of scarcity and fear. And the way I see it is for example, restaurants, when they work together, these small little restaurants, they all thrive. Mm-hmm. You know, they come together, they promote each other. It's the same with farmers. Like, we need, there's millions of people to feed. Like, <laughs> billions. Right. Like, my <laughs> lettuce is only going to feed this amount. So, how about more people do it and we just keep feeding more people that yeah. are close to us? And, like, the more the merrier. Yeah. yeah. And so, I want to teach it. I want, you know, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. And there's and there's so many ways to do that yeah. now with yes. you know, technology, internet, and all that kind of right, stuff. So. Right. Um, so it's interesting, you know, in the beginning, we, we talked a little bit about this time period we're going through and even like you had a little bit of struggle and then this mm-hmm. project helped you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. That was a, and it was also, a, it was a, it was a struggle or difficult time that launched your whole yeah. career. And yeah. I, I noticed that in myself last year, Around this time, I felt some of the same things I was feeling when I was going through my dark period, uh-huh. and I kind of circled back to some of the same things, and it, and that's when I dove into I finished in the book and starting mm-hmm. this, and mm-hmm. that gave me a sense of 
purpose and a place to put that energy mm-hmm. that felt healing versus getting stuck watching news and all mm-hmm. the things like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's also interesting you brought up your mom as a, since maybe the, the support of your mom and the examples mm-hmm. and people in your family that are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My mom wasn't an entrepreneur, but she was a single mom that just did everything. Mm. You know, like yeah. she taught me how to sew a button and she taught me how to mow the yard and cook and grow things and whatever. So she would, she didn't have the confidence like to do stuff like to do, to maybe start a business or something like that. Uh-huh. But just day to day, I watched my mom yes. uh, be a badass and just do things. Yes. And yes. so that kind of gave me, that, yeah. it's amazing the, the examples, even without someone intentionally trying to teach you something. Right. You know, whether you, whatever, whether you have kids or you don't have kids, the pe- people around you are watching you. And I'm, sh- I'm sure you've inspired lots of people, even if they've never told you. Yeah. I feel that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah. I absolutely believe that. Yeah. Um, with, Would you have any advice for people who right now, you know, we've got another six months or so of this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and they want to start something because you didn't, I'll take it back. You you didn't, the, the farming thing, I remember seeing you for, with, for a body work session years before you, you actually pulled the trigger and you were doing work. Let's talk about maybe how you got into yeah. farming so that people know it's like, right. it wasn't something you decided and yeah. then a month later you did. For sure. So that that one is an example. You talked about the body work and mm-hmm. I know you were constantly going to seminars and retreats yes. and learning. Yeah. So on that specifically, so how did you go from yeah. growing stuff maybe in your backyard to mm-hmm. an eighth of an acre? Yeah, great question. Because I do want to put some framework around what I do now. Perfect. And- because a lot of people listening might not really know me. Exactly. Um, so I want to start by saying I'm farming on an eighth of an acre. I call it beyond organic because, I mean, organic these days is like, it's for me a little sketchy. Mm-hmm. But um, I focus on regenerating the soil, um, bringing the soil uh, diversity back to life. Um, and I use some specific methods. We call them no-till um, to to help the soil um, and the environment. And so I, this is, I'm going in my second year of farming on my own, which feels like way, like I'm further down the path than that, but it's exciting. This is only my second year. Mm-hmm. Um, I started my business last year, but before that, Carlo, you're asking me like, how did you get to being, how did you start a farm, yeah. right? Um, I've always been a backyard gardener. Um, for many, many years, I've had that little backyard, you know, little box and grow <laughs> all the veggies that you can. Um, but I've been on the board of this organization called Earth Dance Organic Farm School. Um, I was on the board for 10 years. Um, it's a farm school that's housed in Ferguson on 14 acres of certified organic land. And um, it's a nonprofit and they focus on educating people to farm mm-hmm. and um just crazy that it's here in the metropolis of St. Louis. Um, So I've been inspired to farm for a long, long time. And a friend of mine started that organization. And so I've kind of been a part of a farming revolution, I feel like for like 11 years. 
as well as a backyard gardener. Well, Earth Dance has an apprenticeship every year. And so people, about 30, 35 people go through this six-month program every year where you're just like, you're getting your feet wet learning how to be a farmer organically. And so you're getting used to using tools and making plans and troubleshooting and all that. And I decided to do that apprenticeship in 2017. So four years ago. That summer and spring, summer and fall changed my life. It it was definitely the this catalyst for me. Um, it was the summer where I went from being a backyard gardener to like I've, I have to be a farmer, and like it was just revolutionary. It was like <laughs> I have to be a farmer, and there's no turning back. And that happens to me. I've noticed about every seven years. Okay, there's this like epiphany where it's like that's the next thing. But for me, it's not like all these crazy ideas every day, like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. It is like, that's the next thing. And mm-hmm. for the next blah, blah, blah years, I'm going to do this with every piece of my soul. Yep. And so it, from 2017 until 2020, so four-ish years or so, like I, I dove into everything I could. Um, in this small scale, we call it market gardening, Um you're focusing on usually on certain types of crops that um, grow quickly on a small plot of land. But the idea is that for me, market gardening is, my focus is like direct to consumer. So I want to know each and every person that's buying my food. And I know that's not always possible on these, you know, big scaled farms out in the countryside. But for me, I'm focusing on urban farming, small scale, where I know my customer and where I can provide what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it feels very fulfilling for me and for also all of my customers. Like it's just, it's been an amazing like relationship builder, which is also something that's important in my life. So yeah, that transition was like, it was coming for many years. I was a gardener. I loved that. Then I did this apprenticeship, which just was like really opened me up to like, I could actually do this like for other people. And like I could make it a, a business yeah. and I could um, like really dive into this because I love to learn things where it's endless. It's yes. endless. You could study this your whole life and you would never know everything about the soil. Yes. You know, and climate's always changing. And so you, as a farmer, you have to keep changing. And like, so it's just this like constant moving practice of learning. Farming is huge practice, yes. right? Um, so yeah, I was inspired and I dove in and- I studied and then I went and worked on a similar scale farm in 2019. I left St. Louis. Um, it was a big leap of faith. Left my business here and all my friends and everything. I knew I was coming back, but I went and worked on a small scale farm in Des Moines, Iowa. And um, it was one of those experiences where at the time I was like, I'm not learning anything, you know. Well, little did, little did I know, <laughs> I was learning everything I needed to know about starting my own farm by doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came back and launched Loving Roots Urban Farm last year, literally was planting the day before the lockdown. Wow. And I was like, huge leap of faith because everyone's freaking yeah. out everywhere. And it's like, and I'm starting a business like today, I'm putting the seeds in the ground. <laughs> right. Um, it was scary, I'm sure. but I kept coming back to my practices. Like the, I believe everything happens. There's synergy, right? And the universe was really supporting me in this in this vision. Um, 
And I just kept pursuing and it it was the most phenomenal year for me. Yeah. Yeah. So there's so many things there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, no. There's so many so great good. things. So, so good. Great things. Yeah. So like one, as I'm as I'm thinking about you and, and as you're describing this, I know some people get stuck on making a decision like that mm. because of what they're doing. Like they get out of high school or college mm. and they start doing something and they say, I am a blank. Right. And then they can't they can't change that because yes. it's it's scary. And they have identity and like, well, and, and I, 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 I came up with this mindset for myself where I was like, you need to, it's okay to be a freshman again. Cause we all get excited about our senior year, but you had to go through that scary freshman year where it was, it was, you didn't know where your classes were and you felt uncomfortable and nervous and whatever. Mm -hmm. And you, so, so if you, um, are good at keep diving into that. And, and, and there's a seven year yes. cycle, but like, what is your overall identity yeah. since you're not attached to being a body work person? Yeah, or... I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm a lover. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's under, for me, love is underlying everything, every moment. And it's a practice like everything mm-hmm. else. Um, but love and service and compassion <laughs> are like my three, like you keep coming back to, Simple, it's love, service, compassion. Wow, um, that's beautiful. Yeah, and hmm, what else to say about that? You're talking about getting stuck. Oh, the labels, the roles. Well, we all have roles, right? Mm-hmm. I'm also, I'm a farmer, I'm a fiance, I'm a best friend, I'm a mentor. We have all these roles, but I'm not gonna, I'm not attached to any of those, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and about getting stuck, I... I don't know how much you know about Tantra, but it's a, it's a yoga practice. It's a yoga lineage where the idea is that you're weaving, you're weaving threads together to create your own fabric. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, and nothing is shunned. Everything is celebrated in this weaving that you're doing. Um, so for me, I'm we- like I'm still weaving my life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to get stuck in I'm a body worker. I'm not going to get stuck in I'm just a yoga teacher, or whatever. Yeah. Like, um, so I have to keep weaving, and I want to stay inspired. And it is scary, all of this, but it's also like I'm thinking of this book right now, uncomfortable. With, no, uh, comfortable with uncertainty. Okay. Because we have to do that, right? Like, I didn't know if this, I told my accountant this week, I didn't know if my farm was going to bring in $5 last year or 50000 on an eighth of an acre. I had no idea. Yeah. I could only project, but I really didn't know if any of that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I had to be comfortable with that uncertainty. And I also have to, I believe in abundance. And if I keep coming back to service from my heart and love, I'm going to be provided for. Right. I know it. I know it. I love it. Mm. And I, I mentioned that, I think in my book, the Wayne Dyer quote about be careful not to become what you do because if you stop doing, you'll stop being. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so by ha- for you having this higher, these higher principles of yes. what's guiding you yes. is different than I am a yoga teacher or for someone, I am the CEO of XYZ. And then there's yeah. these terrible statistics of like how many people yes. wither and die after they retire yeah. because their whole identity was right. I'm this position or, and, and all the trappings. Right. I 
have this kind of house and this kind of car, and these are the things that mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, and and yes. I'm even like in, people have trouble with aging because I am whatever yeah. they see in the mirror. Right, 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 right. Um, so that's a yeah. beautiful lesson. And then you're right. I'd like you for me. I've had to have this this greater guidance to all of this because mm-hmm. I don't want to just be a farmer. Like I'm being guided by mm-hmm. by love. So yeah. where did that come from? So if someone if someone hears that is like, well, that's cool, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm Right. I'm a executive VP of yes, this. Yes. And like what would how would you advise them? It's like like what? Yeah. Wow. That's a big topic. Like I personally I've just tapped into different practices my whole life that contribute to this idea of something greater of um of being of service, of living from your heart and I mean, I could give recommendations to a lot of those, but I think we're all going to connect to different types of practices. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, they've been evolving and shifting and I take pieces and I grow my own practice. So it's constantly evolving. But for me, it started in in yoga, um, but that evolved into other things. Mm-hmm. So, wow, what a question. Mm-hmm. Um, practices that... that bring you into the heart space is what feels right for me to say. Okay. Um, could I, and I would like to recommend one actually sure. that I'm currently working with. It's called Heart Math. And I think this is great to recommend to just the greater public because it's rooted in science and it's practical, simple techniques that you can utilize anywhere and everywhere with anyone. And that this heart math is works on the scientific coherence between your brain and your heart. Mm-hmm. So we're finding that the heart actually has more um, signals to the brain than the other way around. The wow. heart is stronger. Um, but in in our world, we're so focused on the mind that it is just overwhelming. It's why we're all falling apart. We're all stuck because mm. we're all stuck here. Mm-hmm. We're not stuck here. Yes. You know? So I think the magical practices for the the greater human existence is finding the heart. And there's so many different ways to do that. But heart math is one of them. I mean, there's millions. There's so many ways. But like for me, that idea, if I could just recommend everyone find a practice that brings coherence for you here because mm-hmm. we all know how to get stuck here yes we all do <laughs> I, that's beautiful and say so, you know for, as soon as you said heart math i'm like that's the most chill recommendation ever right? because it's like you know because you like the, the unis, universe brings abundance and whatever and, and and sometimes i hear that and and there, if there's no if there's no practicality behind yes. it then yes. it's like it, you may as well be throwing pennies in a fountain. It's a right, wi- it's just a right. wish without action, you exactly. know. And you, there's got to there's got to be both. Yes, and heart math is very action based. Mm-hmm. There's actual simple practices that you're taught how to do them, and you're shown the science, and you feel it right away. That's, I mean, right away. So this isn't like a practice you you have to study for so long, and then in years you might get it. It's like in two minutes, like uh-huh. you got it. And you can even wear a monitor that will show you what's happening in the mind heart. <laughs> Like the coherence. It. So talk about new age, but like yeah, you get it. Because like, it's yeah. it's not just it's not just it's not just the woo woo. Exactly. And then yeah. and esoteric, you know. Yeah. Ken Wilber talks about 
transrational awareness, transrational experiences, yeah. which are beyond sometimes what we can explain. Yes. But they can be measured. Yes. Uh, and it's different than pre-rational, just magic. If, right. you know, whatever it is, whatever magic, whether you believe in magical mythic from a religion or mm-hmm. or astrology or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it might be, if it's not, yeah. if it's not, if there's not some data behind it. Mm-hmm. But then there's also, that there's just that balance. And Wilbur talks a lot about... Um, post-Renaissance, post-Enlightenment, the, the voice of science has become so loud, it's it's kind of squeezed out yeah. some of that other side because the other mm-hmm. side kind of dug in more on its the mythology part of mm-hmm. it. And it, and so there, its voice has gotten shut down. Yes. So we're living these lives driven by materialism and yes. things, and like you said, data-driven yes. um, without the heart side. Right. But yeah. Going back to Plato, the good, the true, and the beautiful, you know, mind, heart, soul, science, religion, right. um, science, religion, science, religion, art, art, science, right. religion. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That all, again, yes. back to harmony and balance. Yes. Yes. So yeah. I love all that. Mm. Um, so that's beautiful because, yeah, having, having that higher purpose, that thing that drives you, and then mm-hmm. a theme two things that, that that you follow that are similar what I talked about in the book were yes and you're like okay of saying you're you're you mm-hmm. you you get comfortable and you get enough information and you're okay saying yes yeah. and then follow the fun you're following following the things that are pulling you yeah for sure um and yeah. I just want I with this I want to provide more examples of people that are doing that and mm. you you do that thank I love you that. thank you so much um, so heart math yeah. was one, and then um, what's exciting because you say it every seven years. So you're at the beginning of your seven year cycle. So yeah, it, we're but, not even in the. Do you, is there an inkling of what? I know I've been thinking about that because you know it's out there somewhere. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It. I don't know. I feel like it will still be with growing in earth and possibly farming. Just I think what's going to happen. Is that if I ful- when I fulfill this, my current vision is to have a farm like right in the city. So like right cool. now I'm on the outskirts. I'm in Ferguson. That's mm-hmm. kind of a training, like a stepping ground for me to the next thing. And I'm really looking for urban property because I want that like community property where people are learning, driving by, biking by, scootering by, and they're like, "Whoa, there's a farm there. How'd that happen in two months?" Yeah. Um. So. First, I need to fulfill that, and it's right around the corner. I know it is. Like, well, probably literally, like, right (laughs) somewhere here around the corner. And then after that, like, it's going to be just a few years. And then what's the next thing? I think it, I think I'm moving towards uh, moving out into the countryside. Okay. Yeah. Like, in my own being, I'm feeling a shift um, to be more connected to nature outside of the city landscape. I don't see myself growing tons of acres of vegetables. So maybe it's still a small plot in the countryside. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I love the urban farming is because you have direct access to your customer. Mm-hmm. When you live in the country, it's transportation and people don't know who you are and all of that. So it's going to morph, I think, into possibly just growing food for myself on the land. I, but I don't know. Yeah. Again, I don't know really. I had no idea the farming was coming. Uh-huh. I, and I had no idea the Thai massage, which morphed into more clinical bodywork, was coming. I had no idea I was going to be a yoga teacher. These things just literally, and I traced it back every seven years mm-hmm. is when it went, whoa. 
So I've got maybe four years, I feel like, until there's going to be another- The next thing. Four or five. There might, I think it's going to be another five, but yeah. I'm not sure. I just know I'm moving more into these, um, I feel like I want to call them the wisdom years mm-hmm. um, of life. And it's where you start to really slow down. And um, right now I'm still really in this like service mode. Like I got to make sure everybody feels good. Like feels good, it's connected to their heart, is healthy, is happy. Like I want to contribute to that. Uh-huh. And then I move more into these years where you kind of pull back a little bit. Yeah. You know, more in tune with nature every day and um, slowing down and like reflection and all that. So Mm -hmm. I think that's like around the corner sometime. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know what's going to happen. I love it. Yeah. I love that. And this is a great example of you're saying, I don't know and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Because I've always been provided for somehow. Mm -hmm. So... And yeah. you've and you've dove into new things over and over again um, from a place of preparedness, mm-hmm. yeah. But into an unknown, and it's been okay. It's been okay. It's yeah. been more than okay. Yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> it's been great. Right. But yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. It, but it's worked out. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that, I just I wanted to provide. So anything else you want to say about what you're currently doing, or yeah. Um, Gosh, well, I feel like I'm a part of this new wave of farming. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we tend to think of farming as like you live out in the country. You usually you're a white male, about between sixty. You know, you're in your sixties. You're a white male. You grew maybe grew up on a farm yourself, mm-hmm. and um, so you just got into farming because your parents were farmers. Um, you the. Most people are conventional farmers, so they tend to deplete the soil by tilling. And, you know, there's this old way of farming. And actually farmers, from what I've heard, had very high suicide rates as well. Wow. Because you're taught that you wake up before the sun rises, you work as hard as you can all day long, Mm -hmm. and then you just fall asleep at midnight and you get back up at four. You know, like it's like depleting life. Wow. Well, when I think of farming, I think of like regenerating my life, like life affirming life. And um, I, um, yeah, it's just a different way. There's, we use completely different techniques. And so um, it's about like health of my body, using my body, but not overusing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, we tend to grow on smaller plots of land that are manageable using hand tools instead of tractors, you know, and we go right to our customer, like I said. Yeah. Um, so it's exciting. It's kind of an overhaul, I feel like, of farming, um, like this new wave of like, you don't have to wear yourself out to farm. You can actually make a living, which is okay to say. You know, there's some professions, I feel like farming's one of them say like, I work as hard as I can and I've never made a dollar. <laughs> right, <laughs> like they're in the red their whole life yeah. and this is not okay like yeah. I don't want to live that way mm-hmm. but I know I want to farm and so I found this way to do it mm-hmm. you know and so I'm I'm inspired by far, by farming and yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Loving Roots Urban Farm again that came from this like greater like I'm going to grow these vegetables with love and I want people to feel that when they eat it uh-huh. and that is the feedback that I get yeah <laughs> um which makes me cry. But like that feels like the full 
circle of like what I want to do is I start with that love, I provide it and it comes right back to me, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how I want to live my life. <laughs> yeah, well, and, yeah. And then just for me, like when last year I started riding my bike as much as I could to come pick up my produce oh, from yeah, you. Oh, yeah, I know. Which fit into so like great. that fit into my like yeah. my life choice. I'm like trying to drive less and use right. less car, you know, yeah. and, and have a healthier lifestyle. And so then I would go there and get this these produce that was did you, was it picked the day before? Usually, yeah, usually right? a couple days. One or, you know, yeah, yeah. So because of that, though, it lasted. The lettuce would last a solid week or more. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I try. I generally didn't, but if I bought, I'll, sometimes <laughs> I would buy it. a lot. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, right. It was so so fresh and so. I mean, just beautiful plants. Like, yeah. it's pretty. Some of the stuff, the this is Swiss chard, mm-hmm. is so colorful. so colorful. It was as colorful as buying a bouquet of flowers. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, <laughs> my kids got excited about the things we made with that and ate and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, the 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 physical. Are you, I mean, it's good that you have taken care of your body so well because right. farming is hard work. It is, and I want I. I've been talking a little bit to you about regenerative farming where it's like, it's, we're not just sustaining the land and we're not depleting it. We're regenerating, making better for the next, you know, the next generation. Well, it's gotta be the same with my body. It's mm. like, I can't go out there and degenerate my body. I've got to find this balance of how I work so that it's not only sustainable, but regenerative for me. Like, I don't know, I, I keep, feeling better as I get older. And so we have to find these practices. And for me, that's farming right now. It might not always be, yeah. but you know, like it's life-giving for me. So mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like that is another part of it. Okay. Yeah. Now I love that. Yeah, you're you're following things that are pulling you, following things that are giving you, that are like I said, life-giving and you're doing it all with this higher purpose of of love and yeah. contribution and sharing. Yes. Um, so that's those are good things I think for people to think about. What what is your what is your higher calling? What is your higher purpose? Yes. Rather than I am a blank at this company and that's what I am and because that's what I do. Right. Um, and or everybody in my family does this, so therefore I must do this. Right. Right. Um, I think it's also okay to celebrate those things though if people do. You know, I I feel like sometimes I talk down on you. Live you work yeah. in a company nine to five, and you know you don't like that. Well, maybe you do. Yeah, if you. But but can you find a way to even like find a higher purpose for that type of position? Yes. Or I don't know. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. There's nothing. If, if what you're doing brings you joy and makes you feel happy and gives you energy, right. that's if right. My last interview with Rafe, he talking about being an accountant. If you if if. Balancing a balance sheet or cash flow statement gives you joy and purpose, and you're helping a business owner do their thing in life, and yes. you're great at that. Yeah, and you feel proud of that. Right. Then do that. Right. Um, but it's yes. also not who you are because you may not right. do that forever. Right. So right. true. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. So okay. And then anything else you'd like to add? I was just thinking of people mm. that are. We have six more months of this craziness mm, and right. things. What yeah. advice you might give to people mm. thinking? Nature. <laughs> I always come back to nature. I mean, go for a good hike. Like I, I was thinking the other day about the pandemic and how it's really giving us an all an opportunity to connect more to like the root chakra. Like um, what's important? Your family, your surroundings, like, like health, mm-hmm. nature. Like we're getting back to the basics here, yep. right? 
We're letting a lot of this other stuff, like that's not working out anymore, go. So come back to like what feels good, like what actually feels good. And mm-hmm. it's when you cook good food, when you're with your loved ones, um, you know, making your home beautiful and nurturing, like the stuff that like really is like our foundation. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're being called to do that and yes. to let go a lot of this other stuff that's scattered and like not really like life giving and um, might be more stuck up here rather than like here. Yes. Um, so that's what I would recommend is like tune in, like mm-hmm. what makes you feel good. And it's usually those root things that we need um, as humans and as souls to like, yeah, feel good. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly, I've described this this way before, but I uh, I feel like we're in this grand timeout we can't do a lot of the things we want to do right, and we're right, kind of restricted. Yes. And I was uh, talking to one of my other guests of like, I, re- I had this flashback at some point during all this of like when I was a kid and I'd get put in a timeout yeah. and locked in my locked in my yeah. room or whatever. <laughs> and But sometimes I'd get so busy playing with my toys or reading a book or organizing my room or whatever that my mom would eventually say, you can come out now. Mm. And I would have forgotten right. that I yes. I didn't feel restricted anymore. And Such I've, a good analogy. Yeah, yeah. and I think, because I know some some kids will get really upset because like just, even though they're in the room with all their toys, they're mad because they can't leave. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, and I've felt that way. I'm like, oh, I want to go to Italy or whatever it is, yeah, you know. Yeah, um, But yeah, if, well, what can I do? Okay, I can read a book about this. I yeah. can study this. I could learn this new thing. So Perfect time to start those little projects that we always talk about we never have time doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reality is, is we have time. Yes. You know, like, so quit the story yeah. and like try it out. Yes. Yeah. I've cleaned out every closet oh. and my storage <laughs> area and I've taken a bunch of stuff to Goodwill. So. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been, yeah, yeah just yeah. trying to focus that right. energy. Yeah. I've it, been, I've been coming in more into my meditation practice and um, I play some instruments that are like heart connecting for me and, uh, I'm I'm in an abundance group where we focus on abundance. So like the things that to me feel like, I don't know, like uh, nurturing or like self-care mm-hmm. um, instead of all these things out here. Yeah, <laughs> that's. I'm glad you brought about the music. I was, I was thinking about this on the drive over here. You've, you've got this sort of Leonardo quality <laughs> where you've got this strong... Uh, Math and science side. You've got an artistic heart right, side. Right. You also, you know, you're f- physically you're you're strong and yeah. fit. And then you you're you can play mu- music <laughs> and sing. Yeah, I love singing. You know, yeah. you really you, you mentioned balance at the very beginning. You right. balance in all your life and your interest and passions and right. drives. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, you're not afraid to say yes and try those things. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I hope that. I hope that um, I think you provide a really awesome, beautiful example of that. I hope people listen and check out Loving Roots, and then if they're interested in in more about farming, they can yeah. they can go to Earth Dance. Yeah, okay. yeah. So Loving Roots Urban Farm. I'm on social media platforms, you know, Instagram, Facebook, um, and I have an online store. If you want to look at Loving Roots Urban Farm, you can find my online store, and then like greater the greater farming community, like locally, yes, I would say Earth Dance Organic Farm School is mm-hmm. a great place to check out. Um, they have a lot of educational, they have a lot of classes and things that are actually getting ready to start up right now. So those are two great places to look. Okay. Yeah. 
That's fantastic. So, and I put I will put all that in the show notes. Okay. You know your contact information, the Great. information about your company, so people can find it. Great. And when do you think maybe you'll start having uh, produce? Yeah. To order. Weather permitting. Um, third, third ish week of April. It's around the corner. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting ready to start planting, so it's just depends on the weather and mm-hmm. yeah, but probably third week of April. Um, okay. Yeah, and so maybe you can give people the website to the online store um, Mm -hmm. and they could also sign up for my newsletter because that's where I'm really going to be updating people as to like where they can find me this year because I have some changes coming up. So Okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah, and the newsletter is great because it's always a reminder for me to put my order in. Right. And your system's fantastic because you you. pay ahead of time and then you show up. I'm trying to keep it really simple. (laughs) You really do. You're in and out of there and it feels safe because people spread out. Your customers are very, you know, they do, they follow the rules, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's, uh, it's wonderful. So, yeah. but cool. Well, yeah. thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Carlo. And, it's so uh, fun talking to you. It's always fun. And yeah. I hope, uh, I, know, I know it will be helpful for people. And so I really mm-hmm. appreciate you coming and sharing your journey with us. Love doing it. Thanks so much. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that is a wrap for my episode with Jill Duncan. And I knew that would be awesome and fun. And I knew she had lots of cool wisdom to share with you. And I hope that you will take something from that into your life uh, of listening to what may be pulling you and not being afraid to dive into and learn new things and explore whatever it is you think you need to know until you feel ready to take action, whatever that might be. It doesn't have to be starting a whole new business. You're just learning a new skill or, or whatever, learning to paint. You know, I know I have some friends that are starting to paint now that hadn't done that in years and learning new languages and whatever it might be. So thank you for joining me. Um, again, don't forget to check out things on carloblog.com. You can check out stuff about the book and the podcast and sign up for my newsletter Don't forget to like and share, and I'm still trying to get more reviews, so everywhere you can do that would be super appreciated, and I thank you. So with that, thank you so much. Don't forget to say yes to your dreams, listen to those things that are pulling you, and enjoy your journey.